Respect that. That's corruption. I could make a fake snake. You not pee in the pool. You 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 you, you not pee on the barbie. All of myself is clean. <laughs> Welcome to the Hardmark Podcast, everybody. Rumpus time has begun. My name is Eric Donaldson. The purpose of Rumpus time is to explore the mind of the weird and wonderful star of our program. He is the artist formerly known as the man of 54,097 compliments. He's the EVP of Soul Skiing Development, the Mater D Matt of Matt Drama, the Tampa Bay Topsider, the Living Painting, the Talent, the full-time TikToker with benefits, Flying Ryan Murphy. It was a nice, decent, <laughs> old-school... Added a little bit intro, like you know. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. I'm I felt, I felt it, at home again. You know. Like, well, you are home. Yeah, I'm back. You're, we're broadcasting live yeah. from Hedonism Four, as as promised. Yeah, we're here. I would never miss out on a promise. <laughs> this might be the first promise you've actually kept <laughs> on the in the history of this program. No, well, man. <laughs> Ryan is continually looking at the screen to make sure that it's still recording. I can see I, him. I'm just I. I'm hoping that means recording. Like, that does I just, mean like, recording. I can see the audio playing. But, the yeah. lines. I believe you. I, have tr- I trust you. Because like, <laughs> if you say it's recording, then it's recording. We have never, in a knock on, knock on wood is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> knock on wood. We have never lost an episode of this, of this program ever, which after, gosh, however many episodes we have, it's pretty impressive in my opinion. A whole pro, yeah, okay. Many pro, many shows just have lost episodes. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. like far more professional than ours. <laughs> they just well, what well, I was well. Speaking of TikTok, I was watching a TikTok, uh-huh. and it was about a they. they I, I don't think they missed. I don't think they didn't record it, but they like deleted it. Oh. And these people were livid at the guy who actually did it there. I mean, they're like, what the fuck? Like, this yeah. is like, it's not cool. Like, this is not funny. <laughs> I mean, they were, but it's, I mean, if you lost three hours of content, that's a, sure. That's a hit. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, the fact that, yeah, if we were to lose it, then it draws into question like, well, do we like leave the match rank? Do we re talk about the match? Cause I know Ryan, one of your skills is not just pretending things aren't as they are. So you would immediately and repeatedly draw attention to the fact that we lost an episode. Oh, if we have. <laughs> you have, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Even for ten minutes of lost <laughs> content, you wouldn't shut the fuck up about that. I still remember that ten minutes <laughs> lost content. It was probably my finest ten minutes on this podcast. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. So many I had eloquent to go reenact it. Like. <laughs> so many eloquent points made by by Ryan during those those mm-hmm. ten minutes. But welcome everybody, episode seventy. So glad you could join us. We're you know kind of in that holiday hangover period. It is the twenty sixth or later of January. This period is a great period. <laughs> I, I think this is, I, I, I kind of stepped in to, I think it's for a lot of reasons, but like for work specifically, if you step into like kind of the corporate thing, like this is a period where you don't do much. Yeah. At all. <laughs> sure. It, it is. It is a great. very light. Or maybe you have it off completely. I'm taking, I usually, to kind of go along with your point, this is usually the time of year where I don't take any time off. To specifically enjoy the, the 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 benefits of this time of year, but but this time because Heather actually has this week off that we're in right now, oh, yeah. I'm also taking it off. We, our, we had big did, grand designs of doing stuff. We're not doing shit. <laughs> well, did you take it off or you just get it off? Is it PTO? Or I'm taking it, it off. You're taking it off. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing to do, and I like. Well, I'm working very hard for my company. All right, that's right. Anyone, anyone who's maybe you know <laughs> but, <laughs> looking for Ryan, he's working especially hard. Maybe, maybe you know, edit out what I, you know. Anyway, the other part of it, the other part of it is that I think that you get to like, you know, I have plans for 2023. I, I usually don't make plans for New Year's, but I do have some. But right now, I can drink as much as I want. I can eat whatever I want. I'm I'm gonna do it up until the first. Until I fly home, I'm gonna do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy it, you know. Like I got a couple days where I'm just gonna. I like this time of year. It's, okay, it's nice, yeah. you're talking about specifically the time between like Christmas and New Year's as yes. kind of like yes. 
I've heard about how people who go to this is none of this is on my notes. This is the type of thing that happens when the two of us just get together. I've heard about people who go to rehab. They have like these huge fucking benders. It's yes. like, well, I'm gonna go to rehab. Might as well get it all out of my system now. That's what I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. That's a perfect way to sum it up. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just drink it because you've been pretty adamant about the tequila uh, recently, and we did have a little bit of tequila before we came on air here today. But you've got you've got a beer in hand. Uh, I don't know how how frequently you're drinking beer these days, but maybe less. But I mean, you know, like it, I, I stopped drinking to lose weight, but I, I will I'll deal with that after the new year. You know, I'm going to drink right. beer as much as I want. Right, that's now. a 2023 Ryan problem. It, it, I'll deal with it when I get there. You know. <laughs> Right now, beer flowing, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, as, yeah. as it should be, as it yeah. should be. Yeah. So because we are in person, we actually, for the Wrestle Talk, we have a, a, a match or series of matches, we'll get into it later, that are probably going to take a little bit longer. So for this Rumpus Time, I think it's actually going to start, we're kind of doing a bridged version of the Rumpus Time. We'll probably get into actually a little bit of Wrestle Talk during this. It may be just more of a part one and part two of Wrestle Talk. We'll see. But I at least wanted to give people a little sampling. So yeah, we don't want to keep the people away from, from a little bit of Ryan time, a little non-wrestling Ryan thing. So I'm going to, I'm not going to have you rank anything for this rumpus time. We'll just jump into the would you rather. We'll talk a little bit about some wrestling stuff. So for the winter of would you rather, for Ask the Talent, Ask the Talent. Would you rather be in jail for five years or in a coma for a decade? Um, this is, a, this is a decent question. <laughs> I thought so too. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I, if I'm leaning towards coma for ten years, the only <laughs> the only issue I have with it is like you lose ten years. Sure, right. That's like that's the thing. I I right. do not want to spend any time in jail, <laughs> much less five years. Like that's a yeah, it's a long time. I'm right now. Like if it started right like today, thirty. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, say yes. <laughs> 42 <laughs> a 40 year old 42 year old man coming out of a coma um was it a coma did i go on good terms or did i just <laughs> fucked up like <laughs> do people, people gonna just... look at me weird when i'm out like yo you did this you fucked up man like i don't i mean do people get in comas for like good things i don't think people just spontaneously collapse into comas usually uh, do I they know. i I don't know. Was it a skating accident? Like, I mean, it was, let's say. I mean, let's say it was a soul skating. A accident. soul skating accident. I'm yeah, thirty two. Yeah. Do a little, I mean, yeah, you were on one of these bumble dates, and you uh, you were trying to show off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you knocked yourself into a coma. Um, I'm. I am. I. I think. And I get that this could be different for different people. I wouldn't. I don't know how I'd hold up in jail. I'd have to. <laughs> like. I, like uh, like it's not like I, I think I could I think I could hold up in jail decent enough like you'd get in there and you kind of like you know do what but I don't it wouldn't be pleasant I don't like the food I don't know if I like the people like <laughs> I would be sober for five years I might pick the coma for ten be forty two when I come out that's what I'm kind of leaning towards well let's weigh the pros and cons so yeah. I think <clears throat> so pros and cons of jail a prison pro you'd probably be in like pretty good shape coming out of it that's a pro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could be. I mean, you like working out a lot. Like, you're not eating that much. Some new tattoos. Like, how many like fat ass prison in- inmates are there? You're probably, <laughs> probably a decent. I mean, you still have to make that decision to like. It's not, <laughs> I don't plan on getting a bunch of fights. You know, where I'm. I, I mean, yeah. I hope maybe like you know. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, yeah maybe I come out. Maybe I do some push-ups. Uh, tattoos, whether that's a pro or a con, I'll leave it up to you. But a lot of like some cool tattoos coming out of it, probably. I mean, I think there's a difference between jailhouse tattoos when you come out and then like just being a tattoo guy, like when you're out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so that's an element. Yeah. What else? Uh, cons of, of the prison choice. You uh, probably harder to find a job. Right, five years probably gonna be a felony. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Right. yeah, 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 yeah. That and that's that's a yeah. I didn't even think of that one, but that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be harder to find a job uh, coming out of prison. Pro jumping back to pros of prison, maybe some good social networking. Like you always hear, like I met a guy. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Like I, I, you know, if you want to, if you want to get out and do some quaaludes, uh, you probably find a guy in there. Like you know, like <laughs> right. Uh, the original LinkedIn prison. <laughs> exactly, and and you know maybe they have a little more technology in there now. Maybe mm-hmm, they have their mm-hmm. own social network. You know, you learn a new skill like how to make a good license plate or something like that. <laughs> a lot of a lot of pros. Yeah, and and you'd be thirty seven coming out. Maybe the biggest pro thirty seven. That that's the biggest one to me is the time five mm-hmm. years, but it's still five years. That's a that's a huge, and you probably come out different. You probably come out a little different. Your coma, you might come out the same. I think it, I think it would toughen you up. I think I'm it might be good for you. Tough. <laughs> you think so? I'm already tough. Um, when I when I did when I went to military school. Uh-huh. Um, that was a weird environment because they took like all the kids <laughs> right. who were just kind of like fucked up and shady <laughs> and then brought them into a dorm. And there was a lot of shit that went on. And uh-huh. I, I, but I like, you know, I was, I was nervous going in, but like, you know, you find your people and, and, uh, <laughs> that sounds, that sounds, <laughs> sounds bad. Right, the so, whites. I understand. I, <laughs> you just find your, you find a great, and like you, you do like there, there, there is, you learn a lot about like the different people and you kind of get along as long as you're like pleasant enough like you can you can make it in jail like i i right think you've already done military school jail's just one I'm step just, above I'm that just saying, like it's possible that you like ease your way through jail maybe you have a decent time but i i think <laughs> I, I, yeah. I i don't i don't love the idea of jail at all i think that um five years is a lot of time in jail and mm-hmm. i think i think you lean towards 10 years i think but that's up for debate. That's a good. That's a re- actually a really good question. Um, yeah, and I would have to think about it longer if I actually really had to make it. But you're still sticking with coma, leaning in towards coma, leaning towards coma, leaning okay. in towards coma. Because so pros and cons of coma. Yeah, I mean biggest biggest con. It's maybe ten years. Maybe, you're forty two now. Well, maybe your next ten years were going to suck anyway. Like you, know, you just <laughs> yeah, skip maybe. up, like you know. Maybe you just avoided a horrible time. <laughs> yeah, right, and you come out forty two. Like yeah, no felony. <laughs> no, yeah, no felon. Everybody wants to hire someone who's been comatose. For maybe you're day. just thinking, or yeah, I don't know what's going on in your head. Exactly. Maybe you're working on skills in your head. <laughs> the, the easiest way to get a job in this in this environment. Oh, can you explain this gap of employment? Oh, uh, yes, I was in a coma. <laughs> right. They're going to feel exactly, exactly. They're going to hire you on the spot. No drug test needed. Exactly. <laughs> Another con. Yeah. I don't know if I think I think we already. Yeah, the other one was a con. That just the. 10 year time frame right. another con would be uh your your muscles atrophying like you'd have to like relearn how to walk and, and all that stuff no, i already I did that eric i broke my ankles all right okay so you're <laughs> i'm already strong <laughs> you're enough. already used to it yeah okay yeah. so you, your body's been preparing you for this yeah for this coma. exactly it might heal up and we'll be a little bit firmer you know by the mm-hmm. time we get out of the 10 year coma it, it's true you could come back bigger and better than ever um i don't yeah you have any other cons like i i'm Besides losing 10 years, I don't know, like, you get to sleep for 10 years, like, you have to work, like, it sounds kind of nice, it's all paid for, like, presumably, like. I think you would have to, you would have a bill at the end of that. Yeah, but, like, I'm not going to pay it. (laughs) And then you're going to go to prison, so then you're getting (laughs) both. Enjoy your five years in the clink, you just did both. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what would it take, what would it take to get you to go to, to, to the prison side? Would it need probably to be a- not much? <laughs> okay, okay. Probably. I'm I'm teetering this here. pot. I, like we're talking 15, years? 20 year comb. Oh, okay, just a shorter prison. Three sentence. years, yeah. I, three years for sure. <laughs> it's the extra two years. It's it's the number five that somehow like right. fucking with me. A little thirty. Bit. You could be out by thirty five. Yeah. Oh, I, I would do. I I, I think I <laughs> versus a ten year coma. Yeah, I would do the three years. I even the five years doesn't sound like I'm just like I said I'm teetering. Sure. I could be making the wrong. And three call. years sounds like white collar crime. So you were probably <laughs> like you, you've got some some contacts now. Yeah. <laughs> so that sounds like an insider training th- trading yeah, thing. Yeah, like you yeah. you've got like Martha Stewart level contacts now. You're you're, you're gonna have you're gonna partner with Snoop Dogg. You're gonna have your own wine. It's gonna yeah. be fine. I mean the the perks that could come out of it. You know, <laughs> so right? many perks that yeah, people don't yeah. ever fucking talk about. Yeah, give me give me anything. Yeah, three three years. I would I would definitely be okay choosing that over a ten year coma. <laughs> that's uh, that's fair. And I mean, and there's the possibility of brain damage too, which you know that's not like super well, we didn't pleasant. say that. I mean, if there's a possibility of brain damage, I'm taking the five years. I mean, we're saying isn't like, that implied with a coma. I don't think so. It depends on the coma. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, but if we're talking the scenario, like if there's brain damage, I'm definitely taking five years of pr- in prison. Uh-huh. Right? You, I think you have to. Like, what but, kind, 
But think about the damage to your spirit, your soul. <laughs> I'm coming out of this coma like better than ever. Like after ten years of it. <laughs> That's right. I'm new, refreshed. I've had a nice nap, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I feel great. Like new new consciousness, new yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of coma I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> who couldn't yeah. who would who would pass up on a, a deal like that? Yeah, well, thanks yeah. everybody for checking out the winter of Would You Rather on this. A very unorthodox, but a refreshing in person rumpus time. But with that said, we're going to pivot. It's still rumpus time. We're still rumpusing around. We're still having a good time. I'm sure there will be some back and forth. But just in the interest of getting through this in a somewhat timely manner, we're going to have a little bit of wrestling. So I hope that you appreciate this conversation, this delve into a very important night in the history of professional wrestling. So, Ryan, are you ready for I am. for this conversation? I mean, I'm here. He is here. He's here in the flesh. I could sock him in his puss right now if I wanted to. I would never want to do that. Because look how lovable he is. You don't go to jail for five years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I would never want that. Although, I could probably make a pretty mean license plate if I needed to. So, we, as mentioned, are live and in living color here today in person. To make the most of this rare opportunity, I have found an event that I think will greatly benefit from us being in the same place at the same time. Now, we've tried something like this before. I think I've learned my lesson after some of those previous missteps, and we're back with a new and improved formula for the classic Hardmark recipe, original recipe, KFC, Colonel Sanders. Just KFC? Just KFC. Just <laughs> Today, we're going to be watching a tournament. This tournament is comprised of 14 wrestlers. Uh, there are a ter- total of 13 scheduled matches for this tournament, which I just saw him inhale. He's he's taking all this in. Now, which would be, if you're considering all 13 of these matches, it would be by far the most matches that we've ever seen on this program. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we have tried to do something like this before. I think the biggest misstep that we made was back in episode 20, the lightning round. We paused between each of those matches. Uh, We're not going to do that this time. I'm just going to give you a summary of the participants in the tournament and these storylines that are leading into those matches, and then we'll watch everything all at once, and we'll come back with our thoughts afterwards. Do I need a notepad? Uh, You've got a phone. (laughs) But no, you probably don't need a notepad. So also, in the interest of full disclosure, some of these matches last less than one minute. So with that in mind... So am I picking? So with that in mind, I'm leaning towards not having you attempt to predict the winner for each match or rank each one. I was thinking maybe we would only do that for the final match. Okay. If is Does that sound fair to you? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, all that's right. a lot. That's a- So we'll watch all the matches in the tournament, but we're not going to have Ryan rank or predict anything except for the finals. This way he has kind of a full understanding of everything going on. Do they, do, they, um, <clears throat> do they correlate to the end of the match? Like, will the matches prior to the final help me pick? I, I think they will. Yeah. I, th- I think that you you need to have an understanding of the matches that have taken place beforehand to yeah. fully inform your decision leading into the finals of the of the tournament, in my opinion. So now that we've got that business out of the way, let's talk about this monumental event that we have scheduled. Towards the end of the 1998 calendar year, the WWF had been thrown into turmoil. In September of 1998, Stone Cold Steve Austin was stripped of the WWF championship after he was pinned simultaneously by both The Undertaker and Kane in a triple threat match. Imagine the argument that Ryan would have had for losing that match, folks. Let's just close our eyes and think of (laughs) Ryan, how mad he would have been if no winner had happened and both of those guys had pinned Steve Austin. Because you know he would have picked Steve, and then he would have been all flustered that he lost to two people. But, so that happened in September. (laughs) The following month in October, a match was made to crown a new champion, pitting The Undertaker and his brother Kane against one another. However, special guest referee Stone Cold Steve Austin was uncooperative, to say the least, and he ensured that the match ended in a draw after knocking both men out with a steel chair. So as we come to November... We still have no WWF champion, so the decision was made that a single elimination tournament would be held, dubbed the Deadly Game Tournament, with the top 14 challengers at the 1998 Survivor Series, exactly one year after the Montreal Screwjob in 1997. The winner of that tournament would then be crowned the new WWF champion. So while we have 14 possible winners... 
There's really five favorites that are the leaders to win the whole thing in the great city of St. Louis. Any thoughts about St. Louis before we proceed? I almost moved to St. Louis. Did you really? Oh, we've talked about that before. I think so. boring? (laughs) I've been to St. Louis. Have you? Yeah. You've been to the Great Arch? I went to, yeah, we went inside the, the, the arch. We went to the... You can go inside the arch? You can take like an elevator up. We didn't do that, but uh, we were at like the base of the arc, arch. Uh, we went to the Anheuser-Busch brewing facility. We saw the Clydesdales. Did you see Nelly? I did, I did not see Nelly. We, <laughs> we didn't spend that much time there. But, uh, but Find me in St. Louis. Okay, I'm pretty sure this bit's already happened on this <laughs> podcast. And it well, sometimes di- we repeat ourselves. Right? It died a slow death <laughs> this time as it did the previous time. I'll let it go. <laughs> first up, our first competitor in this tournament. None other than the Texas rattlesnake himself, Stone Cold Steve Austin. After raising hell and creating anarchy for Vince McMahon, Austin has made himself an unlikely ally in the form of Vince McMahon's son, Shane, who has proven to be a kinder, gentler, more fan-friendly McMahon. After Austin had been fired by Vince for his tomfoolery as special referee... Shane brought Austin back to the company with a five-year contract. And within that contract, it was guaranteed that Austin would receive a title match. Now, for his part in this atrocity, Shane was demoted to a lowly referee role. So he was no longer considered management of the company. He was now a referee. So I... I Skipping back a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> Steve Austin from Texas. That might be a basic question, but I... Yes, he is. He's a Texas guy. He's Texas, Texas born, Texas bred. Soon yeah. enough, he'll okay. be Texas dead. <laughs> I, I I didn't know where he's from. I, I didn't assume Texas for some reason. I, yeah, he's got... I mean, so, I mean, eventually they kind of lean into that aspect of his character more. I think especially early on in the Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. pantheon of, of stuff, they didn't really get into no, that a whole no, lot. No. But yeah. Okay. Texas rattlesnake. I'm trying to remember. Victoria, Texas, I believe. That's, see, that's another. I didn't even know there was a city called Victoria. That sounds like an un-Texas I don't. City. <laughs> it sounds a little classy for Texas. <laughs> Nothing against the, the state of Texas, everybody. It's like California, Victoria, California, or mm. Victoria, New York. Very posh. Victoria, Pennsylvania. BC. Yeah. So, Canada. So, <laughs> so, so, again, Austin has now aligned himself with Shane. Shane McMahon. They're kind of... They're partners. Uh, that might be too strong of a, of a word, but they're at least associated. Shane hooked up Steve Austin with a five-year contract after Vince fired him. And so because of that, Shane then got demoted to a referee. Now, this tournament <clears throat> that we're watching here today is counting as the contracted title opportunity that Steve Austin got. And so to ensure that Steve Austin does not make it to the finals, Vince McMahon has handpicked his own personal bodyguard, the Big Boss Man, to face Austin in the first round and to take his ass out. Uh, The Big Boss Man, just as a quick FYI, he has been previously featured in our show as he famously cooked and served a dog to Al Snow, which led to the infamous Kennel from Hell match. In short, you better believe that Vince is willing to do anything to keep Austin from the title, and Austin is willing to do anything to overcome those odds. So... Uh, is and th- we're not going to have this as a binding thing, but are you leaning towards Steve Austin? Yeah, absolutely. When, whatever uh, that's... 100%. Okay, all right, <laughs> yeah. all right. We'll see how this goes then. Uh, next up, we have two favorites forever intertwined. We have The Undertaker and Kane. Yes? So this is like this is a big this is a big tournament. It's a big tournament. It's not like a like they have some names in here. There's a lot of names and yeah. so that's why I felt it would be difficult to try and do this virtually because there's just so much yeah. stuff going yeah. on. But yes, Undertaker yeah. and Kane both in the tournament. The two estranged brothers had formed a truce. And they had formed an unholy alliance with one another with the aim of defeating Steve Austin and sending him packing from the WWF. Now as noted, they weren't too keen on Austin going out of his way to screw them out of the title, so they had then combined forces to then destroy everything in their path. Now, unfortunately for them, Austin has proven to be a tough man to outsmart, and Vince McMahon's frustrations with their inability to permanently, uh, permanently take Austin out led him to punishing them by pitting them in matches against one another, as well as other shows of disrespect. So Vince was starting to get frustrated with Undertaker and Kane's inability to fuck over Austin is the short version there. So that led to Undertaker and Kane breaking Vince McMahon's ankle, hospitalizing him, 
After that, however, the two would dissolve their partnership with The Undertaker seeming to become more evil and satanic by the day ever since throwing mankind off the top of the Hell in a Cell, uh, going so far as to realign himself with his old despicable manager, Paul Bearer. Now for Kane, now that he was without the guidance of his father, Paul Bearer, he began to go on an unleashed path of rage, like a tornado ravaging a trailer park. Now before we move on, why don't we take a little little look ourselves, we'll take a step back, and we'll take a look at the shenanigans revolving around that Vince McMahon hospitalization at the hands of The Undertaker and Kane, and we'll, re- we'll review Vince McMahon's stay in the medical facility. How's that, how's that hit so, you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let me cue that up then. Score. Well, last week, JR, a triumphant Mr. McMahon was on the verge of naming either Kane or The Undertaker the new World Wrestling Federation champion after both men simultaneously pinned Stone Cold Steve Austin at breakdown. Well, I'll tell you one thing. The rattlesnake uh, did crash a party. Look at this Samboni. There's <laughs> the rattlesnake almost knocking the ring down to find That's the odds touch. with a clothesline yeah. <laughs> right in McMahon's face. And Austin getting a little bit of payback, a little bit of payback that he's got coming after being screwed out of the W. WWF title. Well, Mr. McMahon was enraged, folks. He did not name a new WWF champion like he promised he would, but instead, Mr. McMahon, the owner of the WWF, laid down the corporate law to the demonic duo. Yes. On the next pay-per-view, October 18, you two are going to battle it out for the WWF championship, whether you like it or not. Austin, is gonna be the guest referee. Oh my God in heaven. What? I'd like to wish you the best of luck. You know why? Because as far as I'm concerned, it's like dealing with the handicapped. Uh-oh, easy. <laughs> One's <laughs> physical, and the other is mental. Wait a minute. Get your hands off him. You need to watch your ass. Because the next time you get out of line with either one of us, you're going to be the one handicapped. And that I will promise. Mr. McMahon has been warned. (laughs) Uh Oh, Oh, he got caught. Not yet. No, you'll, you'll, it will happen. It'll be obvious. Fucking steel steps, man. Yesterday morning, someone however, tried to feed him a drink. <laughs> him for more treatment. That's mankind is trying to feed him drinks. And I think now, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to go uh, to Mr. McMahon's room. If we have a visitor, a really, a really big fella wants to come see you. I don't want any visitors. Just my family. I told you. Just my immediate I family. I don't I want any visitors. Uh-oh. He's really big. Oh, God. I don't want any damn visitors. This is Stone Cold, right? I don't want any visitors. Turn that frown upside down. Vince, it's me. How did you find me? Oh. I know what happened. I felt really bad, so I brought you some presents. Take a hold of these. <laughs> Aren't they colorful? <laughs> some candy. I know that, that you like the sweet JR. stuff. Vinny's got a sweet tooth. Come on, open them up. This is great. This is great. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm, you know I'm in a lot of pain. I know you're in a lot of pain. That's why I brought you these. Those things are delicious. And I'll tell you what, I brought another guest here who really wants to see you bad. Look at... You brought one? <laughs> I brought another guest for you. Someone who really wants to see you bad. What? You brought him. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not a him, it's a she. 
it's a she. I brought you some female entertainment, and I think you know what I mean. She does a trick with a dog that you won't believe. Vince McMahon, say hello no. to your ball. Hey, Vinny, how you doing? I came to make you feel better, Vinny. I sure did. Here's a rainbow for you so that you know that there are brighter days ahead. And I'm here to spread nothing but smiles, so I have this wonderful sticker for you. We'll just put it right here. Keep it far away from me. Show me the trick with the dog. Show me the trick with the dog. Don't show me any damn trick with the dog. Oh, yeah. It'll make you feel so much better. You'll just love it, I guarantee you. You sure will. I don't want See, I can candy. tell the difference it's making already. I don't smiling. want... I brought one other visitor, another special guest. What the hell are you doing? M Mr. Sacco! <laughs> Say hello to Mr. Sacco. Mr. Sacco knows you've been feeling mighty bad, so he's gonna give your boo boo a hey big nurse. kiss. <laughs> You're gonna what? Hey, hey, ah! No, Mick, please. Please, just Mr. leave. Mr. Sacco! Please leave, please. Damn it, leave. Take, take this crap with you. Take it out. Take it all out. Get out! Mr. Sacco. JR, that was awful. And maybe we're ready now for that interview. Oh, he's still in a lot of pain. Is that the <coughs> hit nurse? Vince, can you hear us? I'm going to take this thing. Just not. Uh, we're on ignore. Also, this is not what happens. This is another kind of treatment you get when you break your ankle. We're going to find this more I mean, this time. Proofs in the pudding. Every time you've taken it, you've found that it's normal. Every single time. Yes, Mr. McMahon, it'll be all right. I'm almost done. You're not a billionaire. I can't <laughs> wait to get out of here. <laughs> Clearly, this is a class. There. Is it normal? Yes, it looks real good. Strapped up to a heart good. monitor for a breath. Yeah. Looks just fine to me. How about you, doctor? Oh, I'll take it from here, nurse. <laughs> That's more like it. That's more like a regular ER. Like. He gets in the head with a bedpan. Okay. So something. That is something. Let's let's summarize. Uh, what do you what did you think about the Vince McMahon hospital hospital stay? We we got a couple of visitors that he had. Well, I mean, we can even start with the attack. So we had Kane and Undertaker disrespected by uh, Vince McMahon. Yeah, they, I mean, they they came in and maybe disrespect. They didn't. I don't wouldn't say it was an attack, right? Well, I mean, they they attacked him after he disrespect. He so he yeah in the he ring. Are we talking? Yeah. He compared them to handicapped people. Okay, yes, or, yeah. <laughs> and then he flipped them off, and then that resulted in them uh, mercilessly punching, kicking, and then smashing. The super light steel <laughs> steps that always come into play now. I mean, we saw him in the hospital. The proof's in the pudding. Clearly, yeah. those are right. devastating yep. steps. Yep. Uh, but we saw that. Then we saw the visit, which you're meant to believe that the visitor is going to be Steve Austin, and then Mankind arrives. Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts on the mankind visitation? What did he give him? What was in the what the little red thing? Yeah, candies, just candy. If you look, most of the candies are eaten. <laughs> There's <laughs> okay, only one okay. or two intact yeah. candies in, in well, the. What he gave him? He was he was adamant about like yes, open this. So he yeah. so he gives him the little box of, of yeah. half eaten candies. Yeah, and then and then he's like, I also brought somebody else who wants to see wants to really see you bad. And then again, 
here's my favorite part. And it's the little things. The devil's in the details when it comes to these types of things. Vince McMahon, the little beeping in the heart rate, yeah. it goes up. It shoots up. Yeah, yeah, when mankind yeah, is yeah, like, I brought yeah. somebody who really wants to yeah, see you yeah. bad. And then his heart rate goes up, and he's like, "You brought him. You brought." And he's, "Oh, it's not a he; it's a she." And then it goes down. Did you think it was going to be Steve Austin? Was that he the, thought it was yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, Steve yeah, Austin? Yeah. And so then Yurple the clown emerged. <laughs> Is that someone like it? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> this was Yurple would go on to make several reoccurring appearances, but this is the first Yurple the clown appearance. In, okay. on WWF programming. She she was a real, or is, a real clown. A scary presence in the emergency room. Uh, like, <laughs> Do you have a clown phobia? Uh, no, but I, I get it. Like I understand why that would be... Your clown phobia adjacent? Yeah. Like, I, I, I was always, I've always liked clowns. They don't, like, some people, like, I think say they don't like him and it's, I don't, they don't, but it's just weird. It's a weird vibe. Like, I, uh, believe me, a clown in the emergency room would not be comfortable, like... You mentioned that your care that you received when you had not only one but two broken ankles, not the same as what Vince McMahon was receiving. No, no, I was sitting on a bench. <laughs> you weren't bedridden in They're a hospital just, like, gown. Sit there, like, yeah, and then we'll move you away so no one can like hear you. Like, <laughs> they knew you didn't have money as soon as you walked out. Yeah, yeah, and they weren't sure my insurance didn't kick through. Like, so they just <laughs> right. they just put me away, and rolled me down. <laughs> I'm like sitting there throwing up. I'm becoming hungover. I'm like puking, and yeah. no one's no one's paying attention to me. Well, I you don't know. get the Vince McMahon treatment where I get a heart monitor and everything. <laughs> we can't all we can't all be be so lucky. But uh, and so then after mankind visits, which also another debut is alongside Yurpol. We also have the debut, and we'll get into this in more detail of Mr. Sacco. That was the very first time anyone had ever seen Mr. Sacco. Yeah, that also wouldn't be. <laughs> A presence I would, would, would <laughs> a dirty sock. That puppet. actually annoys me more than clowns. Sock puppets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then so that's like kind of the first bit, and then mankind is is forcibly told by Mr. McMahon to leave, and then we cut to a later scene where the nurse is again checking up on Vince. Nurse, everything checks out. Everything looks good. Blood pressure, etc. And she's like, "What do you think, doctor?" And then, "Oh, I'll take it from here, nurse." And of course, it's Steve Austin pounds the shit out of uh, Vince, bedpan to the head. He did a really nice job of flailing all over. The oh yeah, like, like, he was very. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, he was. He was into it. Like, <laughs> yes. Uh, and then took whatever that was at the end, presumably into his butthole. Right. He well, he's. T- he stayed there, bent over. I thought Steve Austin was going to, you know. No, I don't know. What did you think? Well, get behind him in, in some sense. Like, <laughs> you thought he was going to fuck Vince McMahon for I mean, that's what it looked like for a second. Like, <laughs> that would have been one way to handle that. So you create content right there. Like, uh, I guess so. Well, that's Steve not. Steve Austin. Like, not that what happened in reality would be that different from uh, what happened in the. I saw that clip, though. I don't know. I thought I was like, sent it to you. I've seen that clip before. Of him getting beat up in the hospital? Yeah. And I don't know where like it, it just came out. I, I could see that making the rounds on the old Yeah. yeah. What, what, what year was this? 98. Oh, okay. So it was a long time. Yeah. It's been a bit. Yeah. But this, uh, I mean, when you think of like the highlights of Steve Austin, like we even saw like the bit with the Zamboni where he drives that in. There's a bit with a beer truck where he sp- sprays beer all over every, everybody. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like this, the, the assault on Vince McMahon in the hospital is among the top austin mcmahon rivalry moments well i liked i mean he, he also went straight after the ankle at one point yes just like he pounded away at the, yeah yeah so you, you know but it hurts yeah i mean you, you can't argue with that which uh steve austin's punches have been described as rubber mallets before what is that uh, he some guys are a little bit more like a hulk hogan punch i've heard people say like i would let hulk hogan punch my my children because it's so like soft mm. And just but nothing. Ru- rubber mallet sounds. Rubber mallet's not soft. A rubber mallet packs a little bit of it. Like you're not going to get your orbital bone shattered, but you you could. Yeah, yeah. He when when Steve Austin is wrestling, he's like in it. He's like it's not. It's not like he believes like it's real, but he's feeling like it's real. So his punches have been uh, described as again rubber rubber mallets because he's like going maybe 80 percent punching you in the face but like steel mallet might be a little bit more like, well, well well it's not a steel mallet because it's not a hundred percent it's a rubber mallet so that, it's just that's like, the, 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 so it's a takedown a little bit exactly yeah yeah he's, he's not trying to hurt you he just wants to make it look good so yeah, rubber mallets yeah. 
But now that we've seen a 50-year-old man get anally penetrated, let's pivot back. <laughs> Who are uh, what? Do we still not know? He stuck. He stuck something in there. I mean, it was like a long was it a needle. Did he? I don't think it was a needle. Him, right? It had like a kink in it. Oh, oh, is a is a tube. It looked like a tube that yeah. you would put. I don't know where, but yeah, it was if, just helping. If any medical professionals get a view yeah. of this clip and can tell us what Vince McMahon got stuck up his ass, I'd appreciate it. Greta, hit us up. Greta, tell us what what that was. So as we saw in the video, besides the assault. At the hands of Vince McMahon, or at the hands of Steve Austin. Another notable visitor to McMahon was Mankind. So we just saw the birth of something that would go on to be an iconic piece of the Mankind presentation, Mr. Socko. Uh, as soon as this aired, the following week, the arena was filled with Mr. Socko signs. <laughs> and it was clear that this had clicked with the audience. Mr. Socko was then incorporated into Mankind's arsenal. His normal finishing move, the mandible claw, involved sticking his fingers into his opponent's mouth and pressing on the nerves underneath the tongue. After this, he would pull Mr. Socko from his pants, wear it over his hand, and then perform the maneuver. We've seen this before, right? But this is now with the with the sock is bingo. Yeah, yes, we've yeah, seen the mandible yeah. claw before. We've yeah. never seen okay. Mr. Socko. So now we know, like this is the birth of Mr. Socko. Now Mr. Socko is going to be incorporated into that. So how do you make another man's fingers going into your mouth more pleasant? Add a sock that's been stuffed down his trunks. Yeah. For the past 15 minutes. In a wrestling match. In a wrestling match. (laughs) And that'll make it a lot lot more pleasing. Now, back to the story. As you can see, Mankind is taken to Vince as a father figure of sorts. Someone that he looked up to and idolized. But, of course, that feeling, as we saw, was not reciprocated. But, as time went on, circumstances began to change. Shane McMahon aligned himself with Steve Austin, which meant that there was a vacancy in Vince's heart. And he told Mankind that despite losing a son, he felt as though he had gained a new one. Mankind was out to prove that he could be the corporate-friendly champion that Steve Austin could not be. And in the truest example of polishing a turd, he began wearing a tuxedo into the ring alongside his traditional Mankind mask. Uh, This would lead to Mankind reaping the benefits of his association with the boss. Whereas every other competitor had their first-round opponent announced in advance, Mankind was matched up, up against a mystery opponent to be announced on the show. McMahon's bodyguard, the big boss man, also began inserting himself and interfering in matches to Mankind's benefit, making Mankind the Vince McMahon-endorsed challenger to the title. Now, while... Mankind is McMahon adjacent, making him the bad guy. He's also a sympathetic figure in all this, as it's made clear that he's being taken advantage of and is simply a pawn in McMahon's schemes. So we've got four of our five favorites to win the tournament so far. We've got Steve Austin, Kane and The Undertaker, and Mankind. So last but not least, a man that we have seen once before, our fifth participant in the tournament that we're going to be talking about, The Rock. Now, of everyone listed here, The Rock has probably had the most eventful period of time since we last saw him. To this point in our show, we've only seen The Rock once in his winning debut in Madison Square Garden as Rocky Maivia. Now, since that point, the fans would turn on the plucky young babyface, chanting, Rocky sucks, and die, Rocky die, and overall just shitting on him, despite his smiling and high-fiving. This led to Rocky Maivia aligning himself with the bad guy group, the Nation of Domination, and going full-on cocky dickhead heel. And while this change in character was an effective one, most notably, this allowed The Rock to show off the full range of his personality. Curiously, within about six months of, of The Rock uh, changing his character, he began to give to get positive crowd reactions that had eluded him as the hotshot young rookie, despite being a total dick. Now, just because of these reactions, without really changing his character all that much, it seemed like The Rock was likely the second most popular character on the show behind Steve Austin, and closing in pretty fast. Dubbing himself the People's Champion... Initially to a chorus of boos, he began taking on the mantle for real over time. He dubbed his trademark eyebrow raise, the people's eyebrow, as well as a move that started as a joke to get a laugh out of the other wrestlers, where The Rock would remove his elbow pad, throw it into the audience, crisscross the ring, and drop a simple elbow. He named that the people's elbow. 
I'm telling you, you're going to be shocked at the reaction that this move gets. It's literally just throw the elbow pad, crisscross, drop, but people go fucking bananas for this. It's the people's elbow. Uh, But again, all of this was symbolic of the will of the people. And of course, after the thunderous ovations that he would rec- when he would receive Stone Cold st- stunners and other manner of physical attacks, there was no one that hated the people more than Vince McMahon. McMahon saw The Rock as the conduit to the people, and so he began to go out of his way to make The Rock's life miserable, in much the same way as he'd previously targeted Austin. In short, the two men on the top of the McMahon hit list for this tournament would need to be Austin and The Rock with a bullet. And so that's our summary. So there's a lot going on. One last thing I'll do here is I'm going to send you over the bracket for this tournament so you can take a look at it. So if you have any final questions, you're welcome to ask. The one thing I would say, and we talked about this off air a little bit already, but think of this as less of a series of wrestling matches and more like a movie, a story that's, a story that's being told over the night in, in front of a live audience. So, okay, so I just sent you the bracket for the tournament. Let me know once that comes through to you. Did you get it? Yep. But that is uh, that is how this tournament is going to go. So you'll notice Undertaker they have a, and they have buys. <laughs> so be, because they kind of got the shaft, and I think McMahon was trying to play nice, nice with both of them. So they both got buys from the first round. That's why this is a fourteen-man tournament, not a sixteen-man one. Okay. And so they both get buys into the second round, and then you can kind of see the the Rock and Triple H is next. You got Goldust and Shamrock, Mankind, and, a, and again his mystery opponent, etc. Uh, looking over that, anything strike strike you as uh, interesting? Sponsored by Nestle. <laughs> Is that, how do you feel about Nestle Crunches? I, get, I love Nestle Crunch. Was that what were over that rank? Uh, if you had to rank like candy, candy bars, yeah, it's up there. It's yeah, it's up there. It's top good, three? Uh, top five at least, probably. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Above Twix? I love Twix. Nestle Crunch or Twix? Twix. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. Noted. Yeah. Uh, and he, so we're not going to watch. So just again, so you're clear, we're not going to watch every single match here. There's some of these that aren't like super important for the general like story of the the tournament itself. Like I'll just not to shit on anybody in particular, but like Jeff Jarrett and Al Snow down towards the bottom. We don't need to fucking watch that match. <laughs> I was going to pick one of them. <laughs> Under, <laughs> to, underdog. Like, to win the whole thing. The, uh, <laughs> that would be a good idea. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, so so that's that's the, the the story. Any questions? I have one other last final video I was going to show you, and then we we're going to watch the thing. I'm good. Okay, then we're going to watch the video. I'll incorporate some of that. I'll also incorporate a fair amount of audio from the tournament itself, and we will be back with our thoughts. And we'll we will we will have probably drank a fair amount more. <laughs> be- between now and the time that we come back, everybody. So if we if we're stumbling over our words i apologize in advance but you know what it's a celebratory occasion for episode 70 so thanks for your patience and we'll be right back everybody we have no world wrestling federation champion as we speak so mr mcmahon set up a deadly single elimination tournament for survivor series and personally guaranteed a new wwf champion what a deadly game that's gonna be and in this deadly tournament, there are favorites. Since I have a problem with the people, I have a problem with the people's champion. When McMahon hurts the rock, he hurts the people. McMahon just screwed the rock out of any opportunity to be the WWF champion. You're the people's chump. When McMahon hurts the rock, he hurts the people. You're not going to have a job if you don't beat Mark Henry. The rock is fight for his life. You're nothing but the people's ass. The Rock says he would much rather be the people's ass than to ever kiss yours. McMahon hates the people. How we like the people's elbow. Oh. Yes. The Rock is in the Survivor Series for the WWF title. There has been a reconciliation. The Undertaker back on the dark side with Paul Bear. Those of you who do not declare shall be declared. Both Paul Bear and The Undertaker have turned their back on Kane. He is a ship 
without a rudder. Are you boy? He only knows one thing, and that's destruction. To do it. On the next pay-per-view, you two are going to battle it out. The Undertaker on a collision course with his younger brother Kane at the Survivor Series. You're going to have to fight for it. You never cared about me. I couldn't do anything right for you. I am no longer your boy, Dad. In some respects, I think I lost a son tonight, but maybe maybe I gained another. At this, you know, he's, he's like a big, cuddly teddy bear. This is the WWF. Hardcore championship belt, and Mick, you earned it. Survivor Series that you get your title shot. It'll be at the Survivor Series. Survivor Series at Deadly Games. Me and you, we gonna play, but you're gonna play. You're gonna play. If you've got a plan for Stone Cold Steve Austin, then should you make it all the way to the final championship match, you would have wrestled some four times. You can bet your sorry ass it's gonna backfire. I hate Stone Cold. Can Stone Cold Steve Austin become the next WWF champion? A lot of people will say hell yes to that. And with that, we are going to conclude this week's episode of the Hardbark Podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed the in-person stylings between Ryan and myself. Uh, There is going to be more of that next week where we come back with the conclusion where we have actually watched the Deadly Games tournament. So again, hopefully everybody enjoyed that. Again, if you're not following us on Instagram and the Twitter at hardmarkpodcast.com, make sure you do that. Also like us on Facebook. Follow Ryan. He's on TikTok. I don't know if you knew that. RJ Murphy, 1922. He's there. Follow him. But if you're not hard, and I'm talking to you now, because Ryan's he's not even here. He's not even on the line. I'm here with you, Ryan. Who knows what he's doing? Swimming, hinging, TikToking, something like that. But if you're not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. Rumpus time, although we didn't really do much of a rumpus this time, but a little bit of rumpusing. Hopefully an appropriate amount of rumpusing. <laughs> but it's over. And we'll see you next week again with the exciting conclusion of the Deadly Game Tournament. That will be next week. Thanks, everybody. Well, I'm going to go to rehab. Might as well get it all out of my system now. That's what I feel like. <laughs>